Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonza, and alongside me tonight, Premiership player with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. Menz, welcome back, my friend. Bonz, it's great to be here. A uh, really important part of the game in India that I'm looking forward to talking about and giving updates on as well. It's massive at the moment. We will, yes, it's huge at the moment. We'll be talking about the Test match, updating you the scores throughout. Sheffield Shield clash, very important between Queensland and South Australia. The Redbacks are batting today. Uh, AFL practice games are on at the moment. Hawthorne are playing Carlton. Uh, Cal Viet from Adelaide United will join us later in the show. Looking forward to speaking to Cal. They've got a big game tomorrow night against Melbourne City. Top of the table class. Huge game for them. And you've got, it's, it's Thursday, so it's AFL Thursday. You've got your preview of Adelaide and Port. Yeah. This is big two. We've saved him to last. I've been doing the AFL analysis now for eight weeks. So we put Adelaide and Port at the end. Uh, so be interested to get some feedback. I'm sure I will get some on these two teams and where I put them on the ladder bonds. I'm sure you will. And uh, Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing SA will join us with Toddy's tips. And you can be part of the show, 0427154166. If you want to make a comment on the test match and can Australia win it? They lead by 88. Uh, and you can ring in. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Let's get into it, men's. Thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Sports Day SA on Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen twenty nine SENSA. Men's, you want to give us a score update from India straight off the bat? Yeah, so India in their second innings are two for 33. So they trail Australia by 55 runs. Now, that might not sound like a lot. However, India got bowled out for 109 in the first innings. We made 197. So 55 runs is a lot in the scheme of things in this game. We, If we can get them a couple more wickets down, and particularly Coley, by the time they can get to on level pegging, we should win this game. Now, as it stands, it's a really interesting point. We touched on it. The next hour is so pivotal to Australia taking this game out and getting back into the series to make it 2-1. So Nathan Lyons taking two wickets looks really good. Um, really interesting patch here over the next hour. It's day two, session two. We did talk about uh, the game getting to at least day four this time. We might not well, even make it to day three. Well, <laughs> well, that was before we saw the wicket. We thought at least the Aussies will put up a bit of a fight, and they did do that. They yeah. have put up a fight. Uh, interesting that uh, as soon as Coley comes in, Smith brings Murphy on to bowl. Murphy's got him a couple he of has. times already. It, um, yeah, this look, it, you're right. This could all be over by the time we finish this program. Yeah, it definitely could because we've seen that in this game – uh, in this test match, 
it, the wickets come in clumps. And so India in their first innings, um, they were four for, or three for 44 and then lost seven wickets for 60 runs. Australia then came out to bat. Usman Khawaja batted beautifully. And we were one for 108 and then lost nine wickets for 90 runs. So it can all happen very quickly. And it did as well late in our innings when we were four for 186 and we got bowled out for 11 more runs six wickets yeah. later. So anything can happen very quickly. So it's um, we're certainly going to keep you updated and keep on top of this. Nathan Lyon at one end and Todd Murphy at the other end. Uh, it is enthralling stuff. Yeah, Lyon's bowling beautifully. Uh, the GOAT. It's um, the first hour of play. Australia didn't lose a wicket. So we got to drinks and Green and Hanscom were still there. And there was talk about, oh, could Australia possibly get to lunch without losing another wicket? And then we lost six for 11, yeah. as you said. Uh, an amazing day's cricket. Yeah, it really has been. Alex Carey has battled over there in India. With the bat, he has. Yeah, Ashwin is, um, he's looked all at sea against Ashwin and Jadeja in particular. And, Jadeja, another four wickets for him. The man of the match the last two games, he keeps rolling. Ashwin took three. And Umesh Yadav only bowled five overs, but he got three for 12. So uh, there's a little bit in in the wicket for the pace bowlers as well. Um, In saying that, Mitch Starks bowled two overs. Cam Green yet to bowl. I can't see us seeing them bowl too many overs in this innings. Not Um, unless unless it gets a partnership and they might bring Stark or Cam Green in to try and break the partnership. But at the moment... It looks like I would be very surprised if Nathan Lyon doesn't just bowl from one just end. Bowl, just keep bowling on through. So, okay. So, two for 37 India are. They are 51 runs behind. We are batting last in this test match. If we have to bat again, Bonds, it will be in, on day three. What do you think we would be comfortable chasing down in our last innings, the fourth innings? 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they were talking today uh, as well. I, th- I think Mark War said if Australia have to chase 80, yep. that's going to be tough, it which sounds ridiculous. Sounds ridiculous. But that's that's the wicket they're playing on. One's rolling, the next one's turning three feet. It's it's a minefield. It really is. I think that uh, if we can keep India to under under 150, under 160, then – We'll win the game because we'll have to chase, as Mark Wall said, 80 or less. I think uh, between 80 and 100 for mine's almost line ball and over 100, I'm back in India in. So pivotal what happens in this next hour of play. Pajara, 15, not out. Looking okay, looking solid. And Coley's just come to the wicket. He's one, not out. If you miss the first two wickets, here they are. As Lyon completes the first over after lunch. Balls him! Should McGill went dancing! And lost his middle stump. Nathan Lyon gets the crucial breakthrough just after the long break. England, England, India <laughs> lose their first wicket of the second innings with the score on 15. It's Lyon. Yeah. Oh, a big appeal for RBW. He loves it. Oh, and so does Joel Wilson. Well, I think this is going to be reviewed. I wonder, is that pitched in line? It's, it's it in front. There's no doubt about that. They're having a chat, and Rohit's gone up. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has pitched in line, and it is crashing. Oh, it's, 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 it's in the wicket. Into middle stump. Rhodes got to go. It's a second wicket. So there was the first two wickets the Australians took in this third innings. India's second innings, a two for thirty-seven. Uh, Pajara did just get dropped. Bonds by hands can off of Nathan Lyon. Tough chance. It was a tough, very tough chance, but um. 
you really hope those ones don't come back to pay and to bite us. Um, we do need to make sure we can't allow a partnership here between probably the best two defensive uh, batters in this Indian lineup that can definitely hold up the Australian bowlers. So very interesting moment of the game right now. Shield game is on in Queensland. South Australia taking on uh, Queensland in Queensland. They lost the toss to the South Australians and got sent in on a deck that's doing a little bit. And um, we're in a little bit of trouble early. And then uh, Jake Lehman made 65. But the man who's been absolutely smoking it is Ben Menenti. He got runs again. He made 88 to basically... He's having a great year. Yeah, he's having a, he'd be averaging over 50 with the bat. Uh, Michael Neese has got three for... Bartlett's got three for... Uh, the only one, and we're currently nine for two seventy. That is the current score at the Gabba. So there's a few permutations here around who can still make the Sheffield Shield final, but effectively, Bonds, we need to win this game against Queensland. Yeah, to be in a position to make the final. Correct. Yeah. So they need. Yeah, they need to beat Queensland. Queensland are in third. We're in fourth, and Victoria are right there about the same amount of points. So if they beat Queensland here. And uh, which, you know, 270's respectable. It certainly is. If they, um, get, if, they get some, if they get some early wickets, put the Queenslanders under pressure. It is respectable. I mean, each pitch is different. But if we look at the other couple of games, the other couple of Sheffield Shield games on at the moment, New South Wales got bowled out for 203 by Victoria, who are one for 15 at Stumps. And if we go to the other game, which is Tasmania taking on WA over at the Wacker, uh, Tasmania six for 149 in their first inning. So... A little bit like the uh, Indian conditions, not high-scoring uh, no. games at the moment. So 9 for 270 could be a nice start uh, for the Redbacks. It could be. And we'll give you a current cricket score thanks to Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento. The score is 2 for 37. Coley's there on one. He's faced 13 deliveries. And Pajara is there on 15 he has faced 47 deliveries. So they've just brought Kuhneman back on. He's none for eight off six. So Nathan Lyon has just come out of the attack. Todd Murphy, both the three overs, none for none. So absolutely putting the pressure on to the Indians. I think they're just going to continue to uh, rotate between the three spinners in Kuhneman, Lyon, and Todd Murphy and try and get one of these two here and really put the pressure back on the Indians. Uh, AFL trial or practice games they are now. They're not uh, trial games. They're practice games this week. Um, Hawthorne playing Collingwood down at uh, Utah Stadium. It's halftime there. And Collingwood, nine goals, 8.62. Lead the Hawks, 8.755. And so speaking of practice games, Fremantle takes on Port tonight at Fremantle Oval at 6.40. So in yes. half an hour's time. So I've got my AFL analysis tonight. We're going to break down Port Adelaide and the Crows. So the power play tonight and Brisbane versus Geelong as well at Brighton Homes Arena at 7.40. So three games today, three tomorrow and three on Saturday. And we mentioned that Brisbane named their captains yesterday, uh, Lockie Neal and um, Harris Harris Andrews. Andrews. Thank you. Uh, But also what we didn't mention last night was that uh, the coach has got a bit of an extension as well. So... Chris Fagan. Uh, Fags will be very happy to, and I think it's a good move from the club. Show stability. It does. And Chris Fagan will be in charge of the Lions for a bit longer yet. All right, coming up after the break um, is the great man, Todd Gray, the man we love to speak to. His, his tips can be sometimes a bit loose. I'm giving him a chance tonight, Bonds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He's gonna be on tonight. He's he's been around the mark, but I feel like tonight is the night that he gets back on track. 
All right, so coming up, Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing SA and Cal Viet from Adelaide United. This is the summer edition of Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza and Dan Menzel with you. we got a text in during the break. Uh, Hi, gents. Loving the coverage. Can I get an update on the number of reviews remaining for both sides? Cheers, Tex in Adelaide. Yeah, so it hasn't been a great test for the Indians uh, in terms of the score, but also in terms of the reviews. So they lost all of them in the last innings, and uh, Rohit Sharma reviewed the delivery from Nathan Lyon that was plum LBW. So they're down to two. Australia's still got a three, which is important. One of our favourite times of the week. It's time to talk to the great man from Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Todd Gray, welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA. How are you going, buddy? Uh, always doing well, lads. Thanks for the intro, but it hasn't been that great lately. I'm getting a bit of a kink in me neck. I haven't been able to wobble it for a while, so I really want to break that drought. Well, Toddy, we did pump you up prior to you coming on and said that we have a good feeling about tonight. We're I think all, We're already on. We're, yes, we are already yeah. on. I, I'm, I'm thinking you're going to bounce back tonight. So what have you got for us as your best bet? Uh, it's going to be an early night tonight, lads. I like, I like my best bets in race two. Race two in the maiden. Number one, Rickalina Babe. A beautifully drawn in box one. Absolutely um, just begging for a win. Has been racing over the shorter distance of 342. Uh, and steps up to the 5.30 tonight. I've been waiting for this dog to step up to 530 metres. It's her ideal distance. She's been getting lost a bit early over the shorter distance. Look, she's not going to be leading here. Um, I think the pace will be coming from two and six, but she'll hug the fence. She uh, won't spend an extra cent. And honestly, I think she's the only dog which will be powering the last 150 metres while the rest are getting a bit tiring. So, um, yeah, race two, number one, Rickalina Bay really deserves to crack that maiden tonight. What is this? This will be start number nine tonight. She's had six placings. I think the bridesmaid becomes a bride tonight. What about your value bet, Toddy? Um, well, this one, lads, I threw this one up last night, so it can pay sometimes to follow the, um, to follow the old Twitter page. Um, I reckon this is a dead set match race, and they put up the dog I would have had second favourite, about eight bucks. Uh, race three, number four, Zipping Highland. I reckon this is a match it, ma- absolute match race in two between the favourite, could be King, and the four, Zipping Highland. Um, they're both strong as bulls. Whichever one lobs in front of the other will be winning this race for mine. The other three are going to be in front of them early, but again, they're going to have some tired legs late. Um, these two favourites, oh, their best work is in the closing stages. And the four dog was an absolute tragedy beaten last start. Um, lob, jumped a lot better than usual. If it can jump that well here, poof, I'll be very happy. Um, and then got carted off on the, on the first turn in a full field. Only a five dog race tonight. I don't think there's any trouble to be found. Um, yep, just got to beat the two out to the first turn. If we do, I think we win. So you can get nearly black figures to place too. That's great insurance because I can't see how we miss the top two. Wow, Toddy, you filled us with some real confidence there. So you've got race two, number one, Rickle and a Babe, and race three, number four, Zipping Highland. Now put $10 on them. There's 100 back for your bonds if you want to go down that pathway. Um, gamble responsibly, really? but that's a... There's a couple of really nice ones there. I'm confident in you tonight, Toddy. We're really going to back you in. 
Oh, I appreciate it because um, yeah, look, you know what? I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm really chuffed. I reckon the first one just deserves to win tonight. Um, again, you can just just got to reward consistency, and the second one for mine will look just the wrong price. Uh, I, I reckon if it if it gets beat, it'll still run second. So I bet the nothing each way for mine. But again, always gamble responsibly, and yeah, let's knock it out the park, legend. Thanks, Toddy. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. Sounds like a plan. Cheers again. For expert Greyhound Racing tips, follow at the Dogs SA on Twitter or check out Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. Speaking of racing and horses, a horse has been given a two-year extension. Great segue. <laughs> so the coach of the Sydney Swans, John Longmire, has got a two-year extension to his coaching uh, career. And speaking of footy, just quietly, my hawks are flying. This uh, eleven seven seventy three in front of Collingwood nine eight. 62. Well, 11 point lead late in the third quarter. They wouldn't want to bundle this one, Bonds, because it might be the only game that the Hawks win this year. But That's, uh, why, that's why I'm jumping up and down. I might not see, see a lot of this. Let's have a uh, test update, Men's. Yeah, so two for 49 in the air after 20.1 overs. So a little partnership here from Pajara, who's up to 20. Collie's on to eight. So, again, a dangerous partnership here that uh, the Indians are getting going. They only trail by 39 now. So I, th- I feel like, Bonds, we've got to get at least one more wicket before they uh, they bridge this deficit. Yeah, we need to uh, Yeah, we need to break this partnership, especially Bajara. He can be so annoying for the Australians. He really can. He's done it against us before. He hasn't been in form in this series. Uh, he's looked all at sea. This is probably his best innings he's put together. He's only averaging about 12. So... Uh, Kuhneman on at the moment, Todd Murphy at the other end. I'd be getting Nathan Lyon pretty quickly back into this attack. Yeah, I agree. We can go through the other um, trial games, AFL trial games. St Kilda playing Essendon. This is on uh, Friday at 3.40. And then Sydney playing Carlton in Blacktown at 6.40 tomorrow night. And West Coast playing Adelaide at Mineral Resources Park. That's West Coast Training Ground at 7.10 tomorrow night. And all these games are on Fox and uh, you should be able to yeah, just tune in and watch your team. That'll be a good game to watch because both those teams had impressive wins last week, although not um, a regular season game, so you can't take too much from it. West Coast beat Poor and Adelaide beat Freo. So they both had upset wins and looked better than what was probably expected. So interesting to see with um, pretty strong teams on the park who wins out of West Coast and Adelaide tomorrow night. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And Saturday, uh, GWS take play Gold Coast at Blacktown again, 11.40, that is, just before lunch. Uh, Western Bulldogs play North Melbourne, Icon Park at 12.40. And then the final game of the practice rounds, Melbourne take on Richmond at Casey Field at 3.40. Blowing a gale at Casey Field. It will be blowing a gale, but it will be interesting to watch that one because not just for... AFL purposes, but AFL fantasy purposes as well. Tim Tarano, Jacob watching. Hopper, uh, uh, new additions to Richmond look very good in their first game. And I think uh, one of the biggest questions in the AFL this year that fans will be interested and intrigued to see how it works is the Brody Grundy and Max Gorn experiment and see how that works in tandem together. Yeah, I agree. Um, David Woody and Malcolm Blight will be here in a week and a bit's time. They're not that far away. They'll take over the show for, this, for the winter and bring you... Mate, lots of footy and lots of sport right across the winter here on Sports Day SA. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to speak to Carl V at the head coach of Adelaide United. And Daniel Menzel is going to put Adelaide and Port under the microscope in his AFL preview. 
And you can text in on 0427 154 166 or give us a call 1300 736 736. Coming up next, Carl Beard from Adelaide United. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel here. And Menz, our next guest, um, is brought to us by the A-League. Football is here with $40 family passes available to the Isuzu Ute A-League men's and T's and C's apply. It's the head coach of Adelaide United. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Carl Viet, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Thanks for having me. Um, look, it's, it's been, a, a, I guess, a... A good couple of weeks for the club. They haven't lost for, I think it's seven or eight games. You've been drawing and winning, which is all good. But uh, I guess the Melbourne victory, one all draw, you would have liked to come out with three points rather than the draw on uh, last weekend. Um, yeah, look, of course, we'd like to come away with three points um, from every game. But, um, you know, last week was, um, you know, a little bit frustrating. Um, but I suppose at the end of the day, um, the draw was the fair result. Are you allowed to talk about the penalty, Carl? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it was um, look, it was disappointing um, that you know uh, I understand why it was given, but um, you know, it was given, and we just have to move on from it. Now, Carl, really entertaining viewing the Adelaide United games of late. Obviously, the one-all draw from the weekend, but. We've seen a couple of high-scoring games, 4-4 against the Western Sydney Wanderers, uh, 3-2 win against Western United. You must be happy with how the team is attacking at the moment. Um, yeah, look, it's, um, you know, we've started uh, finding the back of the net on a regular occasion now. Um, so we've um, got to make sure we stop giving away some soft ones at the other end. Um, but the team's working hard and, you know, um, I think the last, as you said, we're unbeaten the last seven games and we just got to keep make, making sure we keep um, on the form that we're in. So we're taking in some good form into the ladder leaders tomorrow night. Melbourne City coming over here. Our home form must be uh, pleasing at the moment. We've won five from eight this year. We've only dropped the one game at home. Um, just tell us about the advantage uh, that you have playing at High Marsh. Yeah, look, it's uh, you know it's one of the best stadiums in the country for watching. For watching soccer, you know, our supporters are very close to the pitch and uh, we've been getting, you know, a great support and they've been getting right behind us and, you know, a lot of those games we've scored late goals to to get the points and it's um, due to the fact that our supporters keep supporting us and, and it just gives the players that little bit more extra energy in the last 15 minutes. Now, Carl, a little bit of a left-field one. Uh, you've got a few Friday night games coming up in footy, in soccer, in a lot of different sports. Games are played during the day, but they're also played at night time. So my question for you is, do you train during the day or do you work around your games? Do you go, okay, we've got a few night games coming up. We want to have our sessions at night time to be able to, I guess, acclimatise and feel comfortable. Um, how much of an impact does that have? Um, not really the night games. It's more the... Afternoon games, it has more of an impact, especially 
you know, as we play in the summer, that has more of an impact than the night games. Um, but we stay to our normal training schedule, so the players can stay in a normal routine each week. So we always train in the morning. Interesting. You had Luke Dazelle make his debut for the club last week. He became the 200th player to play for the club. Tell us a little bit about Luke. Yeah, Luke's, uh, you know, a very promising young player. Um, you know, when he was um, young and just breaking onto the scene, there was um, a big hype about him. Um, but, um, you know, I suppose the last two years he had, hasn't been given many opportunities at Western United and we, we saw an opportunity for him to come here and hopefully pick up on, you know, um, the form that he showed when he was a young player. Now, you've had some, I guess, some injury concerns throughout the year and players missing with suspension. How is the health of the group at the moment? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a, a strange season. You know, a lot of the injuries that we've had have been long-term injuries, um, which is disappointing for those players to, to miss, you know, large chunks of the season. Um, and we've been very fortunate that we've had hardly any minor injuries. Um, but And the suspensions have been... Difficult as well. You know, we've had quite uh, too many red cards this year, but in saying that, it's, it's provided a lot of opportunities for some of our young players to get minutes and to get that exposure to, in the A-League. Is that frustrating as a coach to you, you get your players suspended, can't do much about it? Is that something you speak to the players one-on-one about and how they could have maybe done things differently not to get the red card? Yeah, look, it's, the last thing you, um, you want is your players to get red or yellow cards, but at the end of the day, to make seconds out on the pitch and, you know, um, and we just have to back that they, um, you know, and have a look at them afterwards and say what they could have maybe improved or done a little bit better. But um, it's a a difficult one. Um, You know, a lot of them have been for tackles. So, um, and, you know, sometimes the speed of the game is, is a little bit late and it looks a lot worse than what it is. We're chatting with Adelaide United coach Carl Viet. Now, Carl, Craig Goodwin, the skipper, lined up at left-back last game. He's played a lot of uh, games this year, obviously, attacking left winger. Where can we expect to see him uh, Friday night? Yeah, he'll be back in his normal position. Um, you know, we had suspension to our, our left-back last week in Ryan Kiddo and our backup Josh Cavallo in that position um, got a long-term injury. So, um it just made it a little bit easier for the team and a better balance for our team for Craig to then slot back into that left-back position. But um, he'll, he'll definitely move forward back into his attack, normal attacking position tomorrow night. Good to see. And the other one that's good to see going well and, and starting to score goals as well is Ibusuki. He scored a couple of goals against Western Sydney in our last home game at Highmarsh. You must be pleased with uh, his impact of late. Yeah, look, Hiroshi's had a... A difficult season, um, you know, he scored some goals early and then went through a bit of a dry spell, but he was having opportunities, he's had a lot of opportunities in those games, it just wasn't, um, you know, going, getting that little bit of luck, um, but, you know, he got those couple of goals in the last home game and he's been working hard and I'm sure, you know, it's important that the team provide him some more opportunities tomorrow night. So, now, Carl, with uh, about a month and a half to go in the regular season, um, how does it look training-wise? Is there tapering coming into the back end, provided we're obviously playing in the in the finals? How does that look from a management standpoint? Yeah, look, um, you know, generally the season's uh, mapped from, you know, start of pre-season right to the end of the season. Um, it all depends on... 
um, how many days break we have between games, whether we have a seven-day break, eight-day break, or as in this case, we've got a, a short break between games, um, a five-day break. So that has more of an impact on our training. Um, so obviously this week we couldn't do any conditioning, but generally we will um, have conditioning and we try to keep our loads very similar um, right across the whole season. So there's no... Um, you know, spikes or low points where players then um, can pick up injuries. Carl, big game tomorrow night against Melbourne Sydney. You probably should have won when you played them a month ago in in Melbourne. So hopefully tomorrow night you get some success over there, get the three points in front of a massive crowd there at Cooper Stadium at High Marsh. All the best, my friend, and thanks once again for joining us on the summer edition of Sports ASA. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Carl. And while we're talking to Carl then, uh, um, India lost a wicket. Coley is out for 13. LBW Kooneman, current score three for 56. But it's time for your AFL analysis, and we're going to go to the Adelaide Crows first. Thanks to Toolkit Depot. New year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Wow, I Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. It is time to go through the Adelaide Crows, Bond. So we've got Adelaide and Port Adelaide tonight. We'll start with the Crows. Now, their key addition from the offseason is obviously Isaac Rankin. Obviously. Uh, however, they're out. Jimmy Rose won. Luke Brown retired as well. So let's get to their strengths. Let's start with the Crows' strengths. And I mentioned Isaac Rankin. It is, for mine, their forward line. On paper, their forward line can be very, very damaging this year. Now, if you go through, you've got Taylor Walker, you got Phil Thorpe up there. Rochelle Fogarty, I think, is going to have a good season. you got Rankin and some other really good small forwards. So they should be able to do some real damage in 2023. What about their weakness? Their weakness for mine is the midfield quality and damage by foot. I think that they've got some accumulators in there that can find the ball, but I don't think they've necessarily hurt the opposition over the previous couple of years. I like what they've done in particular in their first practice game by giving Sam Berry more time in there, Harry Schoenberg more time in there. They're looking at different options. Um, Obviously, Rory Sloan is coming off uh, an ACL reconstruction, but I think they need to look at how they can hurt opposition um, with their midfield more by foot. Pressure gauge on the Crows? I think the pressure gauge on Matthew Nix is high. Uh, Under Nix, they've finished 18th, 15th and 14th. So, It's a fourth season in a row that they wouldn't want to finish in the bottom six clubs because that would be seen as a fail this year. Uh, I've got question on the talent of the list um, and the pressure will definitely come for Knicks if they can't show consistency and real development to be able to ascend up that ladder. Who needs to perform for the Crows? I think for the Crows, uh, a player that needs to perform is Chase Jones. Uh, He was picked nine in the 2018 draft. He's played 58 games in four years. So he's starting to get to a stage now where he's out of contract at the end of this season. Uh, Where does he play? Half forward, half back. There's some question marks there, but um, I think it shows that's averaging 15 games a year in your first four years. It's time to either take that next leap or potentially it might go the other way. Obviously it's half back for Jones, isn't it? You would think so, um, but uh, I think there needs to be some more consistency there. Their most improved player this year. The most improved player for the Crows is going to be Sam Berry. He finished uh, 2022 really well, and I talked about uh, his opportunities in the midfield. 
spent 68% of the game in uh, attendances in the centre bounce last weekend, which is the most of any Adelaide Crows player. So I think he's going to get a really good run at it this year, and I think he's going to be very strong for them on the ball. Who wins their best and fairest? The best and fairest for mine with the Crows is their Mr. Fixer, and that is Jordan Dawson. Now, he can play anywhere for them. He's their captain for a reason. I still think he can play like your Scott Pendlebury around the midfield, around the ball with his silky left foot, but also his ability to slow the game around him down. He makes decisions quicker than other players, and so he's very good in traffic, which is why... I understand they'll play him on the wing and they'll play him at halfback, but he's got to be around the footy for mine to be able to make uh, the opposition hurt and really have that damage uh, to the opposition. Where do you see the premiership window for the Crows? Yeah, I think for the Crows, it is six o'clock. Now, they've been rebuilding for three years under Matty Nix, um, but I still don't see them being quite ready with the talent they have to be able to um, push for a premiership this year. And uh, I think there's other reasons in that too. Now, they've only got uh, six players on their list that have played over 100 games. Now, when you have a look at that, most of the teams that are uh, premiership fancies or at least contend for a premiership have a good half a dozen players that have, um, that have played between 100 and 200 games. Now, they have Matt Crouch, who's played 136. Is he in the best team? I'm not sure. And Paul Seedsman, he's played 132, who unfortunately won't play. So they've got four guys over 200 games. And then if you take those two out, zero in between that 100 to 200, which is where a lot of your core players come from when you're pushing up the ladder. So I still think that uh, the development of this group has still got a lot to develop because they've still got youth in this side. And so I don't quite see them being ready to contend in season 2023. So having said that, where do they finish on the ladder? Having said that, I've got them finishing 13th. I think uh, it's it's going to be another challenging season for the Crows. Uh, I like what they're doing, looking at younger players through their midfield. But in saying that, with that comes inconsistency. Uh, I think that they've got a nice forward line on paper, but they, they've definitely got some development to come um, through that team. I like ranking going through the midfield as well, but I still think they're a couple of years away. Okay, quick cricket update. Three for 69, India still going along, Pajara and Jadeja. Uh, now it's time for tyre power. Thanks to, sorry, time for Port Adelaide. Thanks to tyre power. Storewide super sale is on now. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. Sports Day SA. You're unbelievable. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. What do you got for the power fans? Yeah, so let's move on to the power. Some nice additions in Junior Rioli and Jason Horn Francis. Uh, obviously come from North Melbourne. And then they've lost. Uh, Stephen Motlop's retired. Robbie Gray is gone. Skinner, Mays, Amon and Martin Frederick are a few of the players that left the club at the end of uh, the 2022 season for the power. So not massive changes. What are their strengths? The strengths for mine with the power is the young midfield core that they've got. So... They've got uh, Connor Rosie, they've got Butters, William Drew, Sin, Dersma, Farrell, and then Sam Pal Pepper as well. And we're going to see a bit of Lockie Jones through the midfield. So I really like the youthful midfield they've got. Ollie Wines, uh, I think, will get back to his best form from his Brownlow year. So there's a lot of avenues to go through that midfield and a lot of youth, which with that will come some really good energy. What do you see as Port's weakness? 
For mine, it is the con- cohesion in the team, uh, which means that they lack consistency at times. They certainly have, and they did it last year. They've got to get their really important and most valuable players on the track, and they've got to make sure that they are playing week in, week out, and particularly come the pointy end of the season. So with the likes of Travis Boak now, who's got a little injury concern at the moment, Lysert with both of those shoulders, Charlie Dixon, Cleary, Fantasia. Um, There's some concerns there around their health and whether they can stay on the park. And I think that what that does is it means that it relies on those younger guys to come through. And with that comes a lack of consistency. What about the pressure gauge on the power? The pressure for mine is high. The pressure on Ken is high. He's been the coach since 2013. And having made a couple of prelims in 2020 and 2021, it's time for Ken to get him back contending. Uh, I like what they've done this year, but uh, with the list they've got, I think that if they don't contend this year, that pressure will ultimately be there. Yeah, obviously that's uh, that's the way to go. Um, who needs to perform? Charlie Dixon is the one for mine who needs to perform. Uh, if he is playing his best footy, it is massive what this does to the power lineup. Agree. Todd Marshall, I think, is in for a very big year. Giorgiardi is a good player as well. Uh, but if Charlie Dixon's up there, he's the focal point. He's taking that pressure off of those guys. They're able to go under the radar a little bit. Now, does Charlie Dixon need to be dominating all year for the power to make finals and contend this year? No. He needs to be there in the back half of the season, playing really well, very healthy, taking that best defender. So for mine, Charlie Dixon needs to be there in the back end for Port Adelaide to be able to contend this year for the premiership. Who will be the most improved player for Port? I think Horn Francis is the one. I think he's going to get the opportunities. He spent the most time in the midfield last week in the practice game, which shows that they're going to allow him to go through that midfield. They're going to take the shackles off. Um, newfound home, newfound energy, and the standards will be high and the expectations will be high. Best and fairest? Uh, yes, it's going to be Connor Rosie. I think he's going to continue to um, build on what he did last year. Uh, he's also going to spend a lot of time in the midfield and he's going to do it from round one. Last year, we didn't see him get into the midfield until round five, round six. And he went on to have a cracking year. I think he's him and Horn Francis are going to uh, be a very good tandem and combination in the midfield this year with Ollie Wants. Port fans want to know, what is their premiership window, men's? Yeah, look, it's eight o'clock for mine. They, they've got some young guns that are starting to really take over this team, which is important. But I would say that you still have to give this team time. Now, I know that Port fans might not like hearing that and they might not have the patience. But I think that Port Adelaide is going to be in a better position to contend in season 2024 than they will in 2023. Okay. Now, the reason I say that is they've gotten a fair bit younger from their list from 2022 to 2023. They've... Move some older players out. They've got some younger players in. So will there be, um, I guess, some challenging times this year? Potentially with that list. So I think that it's a really a building year for them this year to really contend in 2024. Their ladder position. Will they make the hate? I found it really difficult where to put Port Adelaide this year. I've had heard a lot of people talking about them being a top four team and that's what they should be pushing for. For mine, it's top eight. That's where I see them, around the top eight. I don't necessarily see them top four. Their best can certainly get there. But they've just got to make the finals this year. They didn't do it last year. They've got a lot of unknowns in this side. The question for mine is, can they make the top eight? If they can, you you know that you can come from anywhere. But um, I really like the list profile of what they're doing and building over the 2023, 2024 and 2025 season. So make the eight this year and see what you can do and uh, put yourself in a good position to really catapult from there. 
So are they making the eight? Sat I, on the fence a little bit there. <laughs> I didn't mention this at the start, but I have them in ninth, Bonds. Right. Uh, I have them just missing. Um, upset some people. Yeah, it's going to – I've got the Crows in 13th and Port in ninth, so the uh, South Australian fans won't be wrapped with that, Bonds. But, uh, look, it's it's a really difficult um, couple of teams to select where you'd put them. Like, they, I've got Collingwood in eighth. Uh, I've got Sydney in seventh, and I had Carlton in sixth. Like, who are you taking out to put Port Adelaide in over them? Yeah. Oh, no, look, it's it's tough, and – People generally pick their top eights this time of year and most people are wrong because injuries and whatever throughout the season. You're gonna you're gonna get something wrong. There is absolutely no doubt in that. But again, if and we will go through this next Thursday, the the teams and the ladder and where where we have them selected. But again, if I look through the the best teams in the competition and you go with your Melbournes, your Richmond, your Brisbane, your Geelong, your Bulldogs, I've put up there. If we take them five out of it, then you've got Carlton, then you've got Sydney, and then you've got Collingwood. There's eight good teams there. Yes, Port could finish ahead of a lot of them, but to Port fans out there that think that they're definitely playing finals this year, I'd like to know which of those teams you're taking out. And to the Crows fans, there's 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 some good teams as well that I've put them in front of, but at the same time, I still think that they're building over the next couple of seasons. I still think that they need to improve that midfield, which might take a couple of years. Well done, men's. Uh, you've done a comprehensive preview of every AFL team. It's been great to listen to them. Very informative. And if you have missed any of those, you can go back in the podcast. Just search for Sports Day SA and you're going to have a listen to your team's preview by Dan Menzel. Uh, but that's that's really interesting. I'm, it, they, they, I think the Crows are hard to judge where they're going to finish. Yep. I think you got that about right. And Port, probably even harder. Potentially they could finish top four, but also potentially they could miss the eight. There is some unknowns about both these teams. I think when I was having a look at the list profile of both teams, I don't think many people would be aware that the Crows have Taylor Walker, Rory Sloan, Brody Smith and Rory Laird all above 200 games. Yes. Crouch might not play. He might play. Seedsman will not play. So then you go every single player on the list after that is under 100 games. That's not a great list profile for a team to contend. So I think they're still a couple of years away. Port Adelaide, um, you said it, they could be top four. So now that you've mentioned that, I've got Port at ninth, Adelaide at 13th. I want to know where you have those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done my top eight. So, uh, I, I don't have Adelaide making the top eight. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that over the weekend. You have a look right. at where Port so Adelaide next week, might finish. I'll have my top eight and I might do my Brownlow medalist. And we'll, maybe we do that next week, men's. Yeah, we'll have a look at – yeah, Brownlow medalist is good. I'm, I'm going to – I've had a look at the Coleman medal. And so right. I've got a couple of interesting ones in there that I'll like to mention at a bit of value potentially. Um, so we'll go over some of those awards. And because we do a little bit of fantasy footy, we play a bit of that and everyone else sort of gets into that as well. Maybe we do our best buy and our must-have. Yeah, I like it because it uh, is. It's uh, fantasy becoming right. much more popular. The uh, fan, AFL fantasy, the Super Coach, um, and so we'll have a look at that next week as well. Current cricket score three for seventy three. Pajara is still there on thirty three. Jadeja on four. Uh, he's becoming annoying to me. Pajara now he needs to go. He does need to go. They still trail India by fifteen runs. So. I think if we uh, – we're pretty happy at this stage, but if we can get four or five down before they get to on level terms, uh, again, you don't want to chase more than 80, but we definitely have to be in the box seat right now. Yes, uh, we do. And the final stump score from the Gabba, South Australia playing Queensland. South Australia all out for 272. Ben Menenti top score with 88. Now, you've got a trial game on the weekend. You're going to – 
match up against uh, your old mate Cameron Craig, probably. Yeah, North Adelaide. If Craigie is playing this early yeah. in the uh, in the season, um, you don't know what teams will roll out, no. uh, what players. Uh, but uh, North Adelaide, the team that most or a comprehensive uh, amount of our guests have actually picked as the benchmark Correct. team in the competition. So it would be good to match up against them and see where they're at at this stage. Obviously, see where we're at as well. Um, but, yeah, first uh, round of uh, practice games for the sample teams this weekend. So it's great to have the footy back for us. And I'll quickly go through them if people want to go and watch them. Uh, Glenelg playing Sturt at Thebby Oval tomorrow night, 7.30. Eagles playing North at Thebby Oval, 12.30 on Saturday. All, all these other games, the other two games are on Saturday as well. Central's playing Norwood at Hyson Stadium at 12.45. And South playing West down at Flinders University Stadium at 1.30. And I think the girls' game's after that as well. Yes, it is. So, Bonds, before we go, India, three for 74. They trial Australia by 14 runs. Australia, do we win this test match from here? Yes, we win it. We definitely do. We win we, it. We make it 2-1 and we're a chance to level the series. We win it. It'll be over tomorrow, but we test. win it. I agree. Come on, Aussie. Thanks for listening. This has been the summer edition of Sports Day SA. We'll see you tomorrow. Your brother's in tomorrow. Troy Menz will be joining me in the studio, and then we'll see you again next week, Dan, and best of luck on Saturday. Put the hard questions on him. I will. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer.